the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Fellow redeemed, when you hear the word battle, what comes to mind? Maybe it's something fun like a movie, where the fate of the world, or the universe, depends on a hero defeating an evil villain. Or maybe it's something a little bit more serious, like our, our veterans who have had to face the terrors of war and the real threat of death. The readings for this Invocavit Sunday, this is the first Sunday in Lent, places before us a battle. Not only that, an epic battle with two universe-changing outcomes. The first battle is between Adam and Satan. Prior to this epic battle, which we see in our Old Testament for this day, God had created the entire cosmos, the entire universe, including the world where man was to live. And it's here where God planted the Garden of Eden as a home for man. And having created Adam from the dust of the ground, having breathed into him the breath of life, and having put him into this garden to work and to keep it, God told Adam, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the trees of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. This tree was the means by which Adam could show, could confess, that he trusted God in his word. Adam could look at this tree and recall God's word of promise. If I eat of this tree, sin would be born and I would die. Now following this, God says it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. God creates Eve from Adam as the helper who corresponds to him. And in doing this, God establishes marriage as the one flesh union between a man and man and a woman. Also in this, God establishes the spiritual headship of the husband. Now how is it that Eve knows that she's not supposed to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Well, her husband told her. He instructed her in God's word. We could, we could almost see this. Adam taking Eve up to the tree of knowledge of good and evil and saying, Do you see this tree? God says you shall not eat of it, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And yet over and against this word of God comes another word. A lying word. In the Old Testament, the devil approaches Eve in the form of a serpent and says, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? He also said, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Well, redeemed, this is the same tactic that Satan uses today. 
speaking lies, he would lead you to doubt God's word of truth. Did God actually say that he created the world in six days? Did God actually say he created you as a man or a woman so that you may be given to the other in marriage? Did God actually say that he'll provide you all that you need to support this body and life? Did God actually say he'll defend you against all danger and will guard and protect you from all evil? Did God actually say? Questions are endless, aren't they? In falling for Satan's lies, Satan's lying words, Eve saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. And the eyes of both were open, and they knew that they were naked. In eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Adam and Eve disobeyed God's command. They turned away from his word and sinned. Now, I said earlier that this epic battle was between Adam and Satan. So you might be thinking now, Adam has been barely mentioned in these events leading up to man's fall into sin. Yet did you notice where Adam is as his wife is being deceived by Satan? He's standing right next to her. Created first by God and given the role of headship, Adam was the one who who had instructed Eve in God's word. Yet he fails his role and his responsibility as he's guided by his wife in spiritual matters. We hear God's rebuke of Adam. Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Ultimately, Satan doesn't even have to deal directly with Adam in order to get him to sin. Yet the consequences of this epic battle are devastating. Everything that was good is no longer good. Sin and death have come into God's good creation. It's affected everything, even to this day. St. Paul in his letter to the Romans writes, Just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sin. As offspring of Adam and Eve, you're by nature sinful and unclean. The devil gets you to doubt God's word as he raises the question, did God really say? He feeds you the lies through the world and through the sinful flesh. We easily fall for these lies. He tells you that God is holding out on you. In trying to limit your freedom in your enjoyment and fun. After all, why should you take time during your day to read God's word and pray? Why should you take time out of your Sunday morning to come to church or come to Bible class or to bring your children to Sunday school? 
Why should you take time out of your week to attend midweek Lent services or spend 15 minutes reading the large catechism, which is a faithful explanation of Scripture? And by the way, husbands, all of these are ways in which you demonstrate spiritual headship, leadership, that God has assigned and trusted to you. Are you fulfilling these responsibilities that God has given you? Or are you acting more like Adam and ignoring them? Fellow redeemed, let us repent. Repent of your sins, of listening to the lies of the devil, instead of listening to the truth of God's word. Repent of your sins and cling in faith Not to the first Adam, but to the second, that is Christ Jesus. While Satan completely and utterly defeated Adam in this first epic battle, God's promise, God promises another battle. He says to the devil, I will put enmity between you and the woman. Between your seed and her seed, he will crush your head, and you shall crush his heel. Your God says that a descendant of Eve will defeat, that is, he will crush the lying head of Satan. With these words, he promises a Savior who will win the battle for us. And working throughout the history of Israel, through Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, through Judah and David, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, the promised seed of the woman, as he was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Jesus Christ came to fulfill the Father's will for you. He came to defeat the devil for you. And yet he doesn't do so in a way that we would expect. In order to provide the answer to sin, Jesus Christ came as the suffering servant. He came as the one who would bear your sins to receive God's punishment in your place. At his baptism, Jesus steps into his role as the promised Messiah, as the promised Christ. And from that moment, Jesus' life and ministry would be directed towards only one goal. That is his death on the cross. And in the gospel for this day, we see a battle between Jesus and Satan himself. The devil's goal is to derail Jesus' ministry, to stop him from going to the cross for you, to get him to serve himself instead of carrying out Father's will. And yet, where the first Adam failed, the second Adam wouldn't. And in this, and this isn't the only attack that Jesus would face, The final battle would come at the cross. Where Adam was unfaithful, Jesus was faithful all the way to his suffering and death on the cross for you. 
While Satan tempted Jesus to come down from the cross, he wouldn't. He would stay there. He would suffer the Father's wrath and punishment for your sins. And while Jesus' crucifixion and death certainly looks like defeat, it's there on the cross where the epic battle is won. Through nail-pierced hands and feet, the promised seed Jesus Christ crushed the lion head of Satan. And he proves this to you by rising from the dead on the third day. Fellow redeemed in this epic battle, Jesus wins the victory over Satan. And this victory over Satan has universe-changing effects. It has affected all people for all time, including you. Jesus' victory over Satan has become your victory over Satan. Jesus' perfect life has become your perfect life. Christ's eternal life with the Father becomes your eternal life with the Father. Because of Jesus Christ, the devil is a defeated enemy. And yet make no mistake, Satan is still a strong and dangerous enemy. St. Peter writes, Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Until the day of judgment, where his defeat will be fully realized, the devil will continue to speak his lies through the world, asking, Did God really say? He does this so that he may claim you as his own and take you to eternal destruction with him. And yet the battle has been won. So when he tempts you to try to claim you as his own, know that it is written. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And if you're Christ, then you're Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. When Satan tempts you into believing your sins are too big to be forgiven, know that it is written, if you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. With these words, you can believe that when the called ministers of Christ deal with you by Jesus' divine command, these words are valid and certain, even in heaven. As if Christ, our dear Lord, dealt with you himself. And when Satan's constant tempting wearies you physically and spiritually... It's here at the Lord's table where Jesus himself feeds you his very body and his very blood for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Jesus doesn't lie to you. For it is written, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. For the forgiveness of all of your sins. For in the sacrament you are to receive from Christ's lips the forgiveness of sins. Which contain and brings with it God's grace and spirit with all of his gifts. Protection, defense, power against death, the devil, 
and every trouble in this life. Fellow redeemed, Jesus has won the battle. He's the faithful strong man who bound Satan by being faithful unto death. Through his word, he proclaims his victory to you for your forgiveness, for your life, for your comfort, for your peace. And as we just sang, though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not. We fear no ill. They shall not overpower us. The victory has been won. The Lord has given you this victory through his crucifixion and glorious resurrection from the dead. God be praised. Amen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.